Well, good morning and welcome to Press Church. It's so good to be with you all this morning on this beautiful, sunny Sunday morning. And for those of you joining us online, welcome. Uh, it is so good to be back. Um, some of you don't even know I was gone last week because you don't come to church every week. So I was actually out last week. And Oh, wait, sorry. Did I say that a lot? Uh, I, I kid, I kid. Uh, no, it was great. little last minute uh, get out before the craziness of school starting and all that routines. But uh, it is good to be back. I missed. It's weird how being away for a week, I'm like, oh, it's like it's good to be back and good to be here. Uh, and continue to uh, dig into our ser series. But before we do that, uh, we have a QR code on the screen. If you have a phone with you, you can see our weekly bulletin through this. And there's also links to connect. If you're new, please let us know. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, there's uh, links to sign up for a team, to get baptized, all sorts of things. So make sure you do that and let us know. I do want to highlight just a few things. First, uh, if you call Press Church Home, uh, we ask that you give generously. That you text to give. There's a box by the back exit, and you can also give online through the link. Um, but there's a lot of good things that is happening here, and it's through your support that we're able to do these good things. Which, by the way, I do want to thank everybody who helped with the block party uh, and who donated items. Uh, last was last Saturday. Now uh, we got together and hosted or helped host a block party in Delaware with our partners, the Delaware Dream Center. Uh, and again, it's because of your guys' support that we're able to do great things like that. So thank you so much for that. Uh, and the other thing I just want to uh, say real quick, in two weeks, we've got an after-service uh, party that we're going to be doing. It's called Grilling with the Pastors. So make sure September 3rd, stick around after-service. I'll be bringing my Blackstone, going to grill up some burgers and some dogs. And please stick around uh, Maybe this is a good opportunity to meet somebody you haven't met before, uh, just build community, and just fellowship with each other. So put that on your calendar, September 3rd, make sure to be here. Uh, all right, one another. I want to thank Jason for continuing in the series last week. Hopefully, if you weren't here, you're able to watch online or, or go back and see it. Uh, Jason basically talked about being devoted to one another. Um, in the series that we're in right now, we're talking about how do we, how do we, live with each other? How, what, is, what is scripture asking us to do uh, as a body of believers? Uh, and so Jason, you know, really talked about that, being for each other, being devoted to each other. And that sounds great. I think a lot of things in scripture, like, sounds great just talking about it, but then practically when you start working out of those things, it can be hard. Like, there's, there's vulnerability. Like, I, you know people have hurt you before, and it's going to be scary to meet new people or develop new relationships. Uh, but in Scripture, we see it's like we see the encouragement to be in community. We see the encouragement to, to be in life together, and that requires humility and it requires being devoted uh, to each other. And so Jason did a great job of of talking through that. I would encourage you if you didn't get to see that message, you can go back on YouTube. All of our messages are on there. But we're going to now move forward of like, all right, what are some more practical ways of being devoted to each other? What does this love uh, in our community look like? Uh, and so today we have the privilege of talking about forgiveness. And everybody cheers with excitement. Uh, forgiveness. Um, each week, if you are newer with press or watching online, uh, the, the teaching team, we get together, and we hop in a car, and the, the teaching team talks about the message for today. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot, uh, introduce this video, and have you guys watch this video of the pastors. Take care. Forgiveness? Yeah. Do, do we have to talk about forgiveness? No. 
No one likes to talk about forgiveness unless you're in need of forgiveness. I love to receive forgiveness. I was just about to say, I like to, yeah. When I do something wrong, please forgive me. Yeah. When you're on the other side of it, then it's hard. Then it's... Yeah. (laughs) That's how a lot of things are, though. Yeah. That is. Yeah. We want to be the receiver of good... Well, I mean, it does require something of you to forgive someone, right? It's it's not just this nice little, okay, I forgive you and move on. Like, it costs you to forgive someone. It's it's not an easy process. I even think about, like, if I'm in an argument with my wife. Like, if me and Bethany get in an argument... You guys don't actually argue, uh, do you? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. We're perfect. I mean, you kind of look perfect. (laughs) There is that. Sure, sure. (laughs) Even that, like, um, you know, with somebody that you love dearly and care about, um, asking for forgiveness or admitting that you did something wrong is... Yeah, there's several layers here. Because, you know, if we're talking about one another and we're talking about this relational connection between, essentially, believers primarily, is what we're starting Yeah, the church, yeah. Is uh, there's one thing to forgive another person... um, but it's a, another thing to forgive them if they're if they're not asking for it or yeah. they don't think they've done anything wrong. Asking for wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that that's was, the challenge. You know, it's like it, it's like okay, are are you willing to really forgive somebody when they don't think they've done anything? That's, well, yeah, oh, and that, yeah. that at least what I'm learning in my life <laughs> that leads to bitterness. Yes, and and that yes. just I, I mean it just eats at you. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it just becomes the thing that holds you back. And the other person doesn't even care. Nope. Right. Like, they don't even know. Nope, yeah. they don't. And then it, but it eats you up from the inside, and yeah. that's, that's no fun. Right. But letting go of that, because, you know, you get to the point where it's like, you know, I kind of like being bitter, because then I can be angry and cynical mm-hmm. and jaded. Yeah. And it's kind of easy to be that. It takes work to let yeah. go of some of that and actually see the positive around you. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of times as Christians, we feel compelled to forgive somebody, but our heart isn't in the forgiveness place. And right. that can lead to this really dark area, yeah. you know, uh, it can lead to these resentments that are buried yeah. and we don't recognize that. That's why it's the, it is so critical to take the stuff to God. Yeah. Because we can't in our own. I think that, that you really can't forgive other people without God, you yeah. know? Right. And, uh, to, you know, and that sounds flippant to just say, well, you can't forgive other people without right. God. No, here's the deal. You have to recognize your own, uh, your own inability yeah. to really get there and go, I need God. I need something outside yeah. myself to get past this yeah. bad yes. thing. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Not just sweep it under the rug. I think that's right. the thing. I think there's a, there's this tendency in Christian circles to go with the, well, forgive, sweep yeah. it under the rug kind of thing. It's like, no, no. that's not what we're saying here. Mm-mm. It's a process. It's challenging. And we're talking about relational connection with other people, yeah. uh, believers in particular, yeah. where not everybody's at the same place. Yes. Right. Yeah. And some people uh, who seem like they should be more mature aren't. And so how do you navigate those things? And sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes you're going to fail and it's going to take years and years to get past stuff. Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, forgiving isn't just sweeping under the rug, pretend like it didn't happen. Right. I mean, it did happen. Yeah. That, that person hurt you. They wounded you. They, you know, right. they broke your trust. And forgiving them is one thing. It still takes time to rebuild some of those things. Yes. Like, just yeah. because I If they ever someone, get rebuilt. That's yeah, the thing. Right. It may yeah. not be that they get yeah. rebuilt, but it's a process. That's the core of this is forgiveness is a process of going to God. Whether you're the person who's been sinned against or you've yep. sinned against others, yeah. whatever the situation, because we've all done it. Yep. We've all, we've sinned against others. We've been yep. sinned against yep. uh, and we've been born into sin. So there's this constant of the, the sin aspect and none of it uh, is, is possible to be able to be worked through or gotten past or anything even close to any of that without God. That's what it well, comes that's down why, to. That's why I think Jesus said in his prayer, right? You know, forgive us our sins as we as we forgive those who sin against us. Mm. I mean, sin is the constant yeah. <laughs> in that equation, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's happening all around us. We're, we're to each other, between us and God. And so forgiveness is needed and it only comes within the context of God. Yeah. And I think it really just begs that question of, do you understand how much you've been forgiven so that you can then dive into forgiveness in your own life? Yeah. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, uh, forgiveness is a central theme in the Bible. Uh, you, you can't read through it without seeing over and over again these, this importance and the weight of Forgiveness In Matthew chapter 6, and Jason just referenced it here, uh, Jesus is speaking to crowds, and he's, he's going, this, this section is basically on prayer, and he's encouraging people to forgive our debts as we forgive others, right? And so he's highlighting not only the importance of our own, like, needing to go to God and ask forgiveness, but as we, as we forgive others, recognizing this other layer of, of doing that. Uh, and then this next verse, right after the prayer, is this, this Matthew 6, 14 and 15. He gets done talking about prayer. He has that forgiveness piece in prayer. And then right after, he goes back to it, and he says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, you, your heavenly Father, will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Put that back up for a second. What do you do with that verse? If I don't forgive, then I won't be forgiven. Now, I know this, and we, we know this. Ultimate forgiveness and salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus. Okay, that's, that's how, that, that, is, that is our basis. But Jesus is pointing something out here. He, he's, he's showing that forgiveness is important, right? This is something... And the reason it's important is because it messes with the relational connection. When you have not forgiven somebody else, when you have not asked forgiveness of, of, from, from God, there is a relational disconnect. And, and when we deny forgiveness to others, we're not only affecting our relationship with them, we're affecting our relationship with God. And so we can't get through like these passages and be like, okay, forgiveness isn't that big of a deal. And yet, for most of us, this isn't something that we think about a lot. It's, it's, it's an element of like, oh yeah, I, I forgave them. But did we really? And to me, I believe like when you look through scripture, when you, when you see this, this topic of forgiveness, I don't think that you can get through this and not realize that this is a part that has to be in my life. 
This is something that I have. This has to be a common thing if I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. And none of us like that. Because, again, as we said, it's, it's, a hard, it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's, it's hard to work through. I've been hurt, and I want to acknowledge that pain. And, and I think as you get into forgiveness, like, once you start working through it, like, and as we'll dive into today, it's not easy. So we can, we can all acknowledge that. It's not easy to forgive. But to me, it's, it's a little confusing and hard to nail down. I'll get into that here shortly. But our main passage that we're going to be in today is, is in Colossians. It's Colossians 3, if you have your Bibles and want to open to that or have your phones. We're in Colossians 3, and this chapter, it's, it's an encouragement to believers on how to live. When you look, it's like, or how, now, that I'm a, now that I'm a believer, I believe in Jesus, how do I live my life? Um, the opening of this chapter, Paul writes this, he says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. You have that qualifier. That first sentence is the qualifier. Since then you have been raised with Christ. So we're under the presumption that because you believe in Christ, now what are we supposed to do? Now set your things, set your heart on things above. And I'm, I'm not going to assume that everyone here or everyone listening has committed their life to Christ, but I would assume many of us have, and so I would encourage us today, if you are a follower of Christ, to let these verses impact your life. Let these verses inform how you live your life. So we're going to read from Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. It says this, therefore, again, we've got this qualifier, therefore, since you've been raised with Christ, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Obviously, we started our series on love, right? What does love look like? Being a servant. Last week, we talked about being devoted to one another. These are just, it's just layer upon layer through the lens of love, obviously. But forgive. It sounds simple, forgive. We've heard it our whole lives. Forgiving is good, right? It's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I forgave them. What is it actually? What is forgiving someone? The scripture even says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive like Jesus. Sounds doable. Maybe. Jesus, the guy in Luke chapter 23, who went on the cross, says, forgive them for they know not what they do. How many of you have been bumped into and wanted to punch the person that bumped into you? Imagine being put on the cross unfairly and saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive as Jesus forgave you. Forgive like Jesus. I don't know about you. My nature is to want to take revenge. That's my nature. I want justice. I got hurt. I'm going to give it back. They're going to feel the pain that they gave me. Right? Or maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the only one who's like that. Okay. Pastor Sean admitting that I like to take revenge. All right. We'll come back to the justice piece later, but 
forgiving is not second nature. Forgive, it's almost like forgiveness is doing what you don't want to do or what's not natural to do, right? Great. <laughs> but that's not, what, that's not what it is. It's what it isn't. It's not doing, it's not taking revenge. It's not doing what I want. It's not that like, that kind of quick reaction of, oh, I want to I get them back. But what is it? I, I strolled through some TED Talks this week on forgiveness, just curious, like, hey, you know, what are, what are people saying about forgiveness from all different <laughs> ranges of people? And yeah, it's interesting. There's some interesting stuff out there. But there's one that stood out to me, and it was a, it was a woman, a young, a, a young lady, who um, basically her story is she had a neighbor who they had kind of taken in and helped a young, a young man, child, somebody, like young person, and um, in kind of a freak accident, a weird thing, he was stealing from them, he got caught kind of, he ended up shooting both her brother and her mother. And so this lady, you know, she's motherless now, doesn't have her, her, her brother, and she's working through that. What do you do with that? This person who we took in and was helping, and he was now, they find he's stealing from them, and this weird freak accident he ends up shooting both of them. And, and her whole TED Talk is her, this process of like, what do I do with this? And it's interesting, she got to a point where she's like, you know, I went down the psychological route, and I went down the spiritual route, and I went, you know, she's like talking about all these different routes she was looking into, like, how do I get over this? This guy is like connected to me now, and I can't, he's taken over my life. And it's, it's funny because she, she mentions the Bible. She goes to the Bible. And she's like, you know, in the Bible, forgive is mentioned 60-some times and forgiveness another 26 times. Um, and it's like how great it is. You know, forgiveness is great. Just do it. And all these things. And, and then she's like, but the, the frustrating thing is the Bible doesn't say how to do it. It's great. Just do it. But How? I think there's so many of us like that in this room. We want that owner's manual, like the, the how to. How, how, how do I do it? Just tell me and I'll do it. You know, most of us are like that. But I think what she failed to realize, and while I was thinking about that, I was like, oh, that's kind of true, but then it's not. And what she failed to realize is that the, the key to forgiveness is in the word itself. As we've talked about many times before, the Bible wasn't written in English. Okay. It's translated into English. It wasn't written in English. And so for us, understanding these words uh, that are translated into the word forgive actually have a lot of context in and of themselves that we miss because we don't know Greek or we don't know Hebrew. And so the words that are most commonly used for forgive, the, the most common one is a word called, it's aphiomi, and then the second one is charizomai. I know I'm slightly butchering that because the, this, this charisma, you have to do like this, like you got to do like a really hard, and I'm not, I'm not even going to try it today because I'm not going to embarrass myself. But these are the main words that, that get translated into forgive. A fiamy is the most common. But in the Colossians verse, uh, it's this word charizomai. And I don't know about you, but if you start to look at those, there's a theme there's a theme within them. Forgive in and of itself, we have a lot of ideas on what forgive means, but when you look at the definitions of these words, we see what forgiveness is. 
and, and my reaction to these is, is putting together a definition that says this. Forgiveness is releasing a debt. Releasing a debt. If we think about this financially, let's say someone owes you 100 bucks. If you forgive them that $100, they no longer owe you that money. It's, it's, you can't forgive them and still expect that money back. It's, it's done. And the most difficult and uncomfortable part of this is that the one who is forgiving is seemingly the one who's taking the hit. So not only did you maybe have a hit before, now by not having a response, you have almost a second hit. Jesus uses a similar approach in Matthew 18. I'm not going to read the parable, but I would encourage you to write this down if you're taking notes. Go to Matthew 18. There's a parable, verses 21 through 35. You can read it there. But there's a parable that he uses about money. And he talks about a man who owed a very large sum of money. It's like, a, it would basically be like, if we were to say this parable today, like millions and millions and millions, billions, trillions of dollars. This guy had trillion dollars in debt. It's like our country, all right? We, trillions, sorry. <laughs> a lot of debt, right? And it was a servant of the king who had this debt, and the king, you know, he begged to the king, please let me, forgive me. Like, and the king dismisses it. He says, you're forgiven, go. You know, he, he, he lets him go. And, and then the same servant who was just forgiven goes out and finds another servant who owes him 100 bucks, 50 bucks, some, some like small amount of money. And the guy's like, oh, please, I will pay it back. It's not even like he wants forgiven. I'll pay it back, please. And the guy puts him in jail puts him in prison. And this king finds out, and he's like, I just did this for you. I, I got rid of a debt that you couldn't pay back if you tried. You could work your entire life and not pay off this amount, and I let it go, and this person owes you hardly anything, and you put him in prison. This is somewhat of a good illustration where when you forgive, you are, you are letting it go. And then a lot of us do what this other servant did, is we, we hold that debt over their head. Nope, you haven't paid it back. Get in jail. Go away. I'm going to hold that over your head. And here's the worst part I think about unforgiveness. Isn't necessarily what happens to the other person, but what happens to us? What happens when we don't forgive? And this is my next point, is that this, unforgiveness only leads to bitterness, anger, and resentment. Have you noticed how it eats away at you? It takes over your thoughts. The other person's not losing any sleep, but you are. And and it starts to become 
like who you are. You're now seen through that pain that someone inflicted on you. I'm no longer Sean. I'm Sean that got screwed over by a business partner. I'm Sean that got treated a certain way by people I trusted. And that, that begins to become part of who you are. You can't, you can't meet somebody new or have a new relationship without them knowing that pain that you went through or that hurt that defines you now. It becomes your identity. That, that, that TED talk I mentioned earlier, that's what happened to the lady. She spent all of her time thinking about this guy who did this. He had so much power over her. Her whole identity was around this. It was affecting her relationship with her husband. It was affecting relationships with her friends. And this is kind of what led her to that journey. As she was seeing that it was taking over her. It's like he had latched himself to her. And that's what we do with people who have hurt. It's like they're, they're latched to us. And we only see ourselves through that pain. Here at Press, we talk about finding your identity in Christ. Identity is such a big deal to us. Like, we talk about it a lot. When you have unforgiveness, your identity starts to be viewed through that pain and through that hurt. Instead of through Christ, through how Jesus sees you, through how you are loved. I realize, and I don't take today lightly, because I realize that there's a lot of us that have extremely deep wounds from, from people that have hurt us. And that's why, you know, talking about something like forgiveness is a fairly daunting task. Because I don't know all of your stories. I've known what you've told me. And some of you have told me some pretty deep things. But I don't know fully what you're going through. And a week like this can seem a little flippant. Like, yeah, but you don't know the pain that I went through. And I, I don't fully just like you don't know some of the pains that I've been through. You know, Jason talked last week about vulnerability and talked about how, talked about like rejection and things like that and how pastors take on more rejection than most people do. I think they said like people have like seven big rejections in their lifetime and pastors have like that in a year. We, have, we all have hurts. We have pains, but I, I want us to, to see, like, when we hold on to these things, it impacts who we are. It impacts how we live, how we interact with each other. And it's so important for us to work through this forgiveness piece. Before I move on, I, wanna, I, I have a specific slide that I, I want us to know. We've, of what, I want to I talk about what forgiveness isn't. Forgiveness isn't ignoring what happened. It's not condoning what happened. It's not tolerating further abuse. And it's also not reconciliation. Forgiveness has to happen before this can happen. But forgiveness isn't this. And, and I think a lot of times it's like, you know, forgive and forget. No, you don't necessarily forget, right? That would almost minimize what it was and maybe the pain that it caused you. 
But again, we're talking about forgiveness is it's letting go of that debt. It's letting go of, of, of that response, the, the, the hit back. There's a, a book by Lewis Smedes. It's called The Art of Forgiving. And, and these are somewhat taken from that book. There's a few others that he puts in. But I, I do want us to, to realize this, like, as we're thinking about forgiveness, it's not, it's not doing any of these. I think reconciliation is important, but this takes two parties. It takes the other person and you. And, and sometimes reconciliation won't happen. You cannot control the other party. You can control yourself. I think I come back to when I think about this. When I, when I think of how badly I, wanna, I want someone to pay for what they did, or when I'm like really thinking like about getting back, I think as followers of Christ, to me, it moves me back to thinking about how much Jesus has forgiven me. What is it that I deserve? What debt should I have to pay? What have I done? I mentioned justice earlier. The fact is, none of us really want what's just for us. We want what's just for others. Like, we want to give them what they deserve. But not necessarily for us. I don't deserve the grace that God has given me. Jesus paid the ultimate price that he didn't deserve so that I could be justified. And I think this is why forgiveness is so key for a follower of Jesus because when we come to the realization of how much we have been forgiven and how much Jesus went through on our behalf, then we can start to see how much others need that same grace. That grace, thinking about that word, the charizomai word, to give something freely as a favor, unmerited grace. When we're talking about forgiveness, we're talking about an unmerited grace. A gracious gift. This is, in the Colossians verse, this is what Paul was encouraging to the, to the church, to that community. When we think about living our faith in community, it requires us to forgive. And if I can't forgive others, then it's a reflection on me not understanding how much I've been forgiven first. And, and I need that. I want forgiven. The series, One Another, with one another, if community is going to work, if church is going to work, if we are going to be a representation to the world of Jesus' love, then we have to be able to forgive one another. And it starts in your heart. That's what Jesus said, forgiving in your heart. 
Asher, you can come up. You may be here today and you realize that there's unforgiveness. And this is what's been so hard for me this week um, because I have to do the same. It's not fun teaching on forgiveness when you have unforgiveness in your own heart. And there's people that I'm working on forgiving, but I know I haven't fully forgiven. And that's not an excuse for you guys to have unforgiveness. I'm just trying to be uh, authentic in saying forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness takes time. And I think what CR said in the video is, is absolutely correct. It requires God. It requires you going to God and say, I need you to help me with this because I don't want this to take over me. I don't want my identity to be this, this thing that isn't forgiven in my life. I don't want this to have control over me. There's, there's some of you in here that are controlled by your past pain of what people did to you. And you're not living out the identity of who you are in Christ. And that's why forgiveness is so important. It's not saying it didn't hurt. It's not saying it was okay but saying that you are not that hurt, you are not that pain, you are not that experience. And this may take years. You may get to the end of your life on your deathbed and say, man, I still don't know if I've fully forgiven them. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't give it to God. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try. It doesn't mean we shouldn't work towards it. Start on that journey. Give it to God. See what he does. I've got my own story. I've got things in my life. And it's funny how it popped up this week. I was talking to CR and Jason. The day that I start putting my, my outline together, I got a text from CR. There's some stuff that just popped up. And it was like, of course, of all weeks, this is going to happen. And it has to bring up these memories and these feelings. And, then I, and I had to wrestle with that. I'm like, have I forgiven do I still have ill will? Is there a debt that I haven't let go of? Is there something I'm still holding over that person's head? Or that group's head? And, and that's the thing. We're, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to take time. But I want you to know, you're not alone in this. This is not something that I'd come up here and say, oh, it's so easy, go do this, have fun, bye. No, like, it's real. I'm dealing with it myself. But as we've seen, it's important. God wants us to do it. It's freeing, and it's required for us, if we're going to live in community, to learn how to forgive and how to work through those things. Seeing God, seeing people the way God sees them. Understanding our own need for forgiveness to then give to others as well. Let's pray. God, we thank you for being with us and we acknowledge the difficulty of, of forgiveness, the difficulty of, of letting go of this debt. God, we, we admit our need for you. We admit our need for you to work in us and through us. Um, and, and we acknowledge, God, that like, we have pains and we have hurts. And God, I, I pray that we can, we can give them to you, that you can work in our hearts, that you can soften our hearts, and then we can, God, that we can 
allow that whatever happens, we can, we can disconnect from it, that God, that it wouldn't encompass us, that our identity wouldn't be in that pain and that hurt, that we would live out who you've called us to be. We'd live out a life and identity of, of who we are in your eyes. God, I, I pray for each of us this week as maybe if we engage this idea of forgiving, that as we are working through who we haven't forgiven, God, give us grace. God, I, I pray for all those, even now, who are, who are maybe struggling internally with, with that, that pain, God, just we need you. At the end of the day, we need you, God. But I ask that you would give us the, the courage, that you would give us, again, the grace to, to be able to live this out within our community, within this church community, that we would be able to set a precedent, set an example of what it looks like to be a follower of Christ, and that we are quick to forgive those around us. God, I thank you for, for being here with us. Continue to, to keep us strong. We love you. And we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand and join us as we continue in time of worship. This last song that we're going to sing is called Oh Come to the Altar. And it's, it's a somewhat of a recognition of our own sin, but it's a recognition of our need. So as, as we sing this last song, like recognize our need for God your need for him, his presence in your lives. Let's continue to worship. <laughs>